0: Listener production. Giddy up. It's another brand new ep of the Matt and Alex all-day breakfast. Yeehaw. Gee, I'm surprised that you have dared venture outside, Alex Dyson. You've dared to leave the house considering what's lurking outside. Have you heard? In Melbourne or uh, just anywhere? Well, I mean, I, I'm surprised it didn't come up in bronze clickfish yesterday. The news.com.au article headlines, stay indoors. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. (laughs) The Black Death is back! We're back. No, Um, what was it? Really? Hay fever warning issued for Victoria as high pollen count worsens.
1: Well, yesterday we were talking about the op shop. The guy on the walking tour, after he said hello to me, started talking about the trees and going to be phasing them out in Melbourne because they're just rubbish at springtime for all the hay fever.
0: Bro, Sydney's the same. Every spring, you just see it wafting through the air coming towards you like blood from the, you know, elevators of the Shining Hotel. Like, it's like, ah, it's coming. And then suddenly you're sneezing for days. So anyways, apparently one in five Australians suffer from hay fever. I used to get it shocking. And that might be part of the reason why I don't like dogs, to be honest, because mm. cats, dogs in general, all the hair. I used to sneeze a lot as a kid. It really triggers me. So uh, they're saying the grass pollen forecast for much of Victoria is extreme. All right. And it's the earliest start to pollen season in 30 years. So uh, please stay safe from the extreme pollen. Yeah, tell you what, though, bees. Oh, this is their bloody Woodstock. (laughs) (laughs) They are absolutely. They must be loving it.
1: They would be, and I hope you're loving life, no matter what is going on. Thank you so much for uh, downloading some all-day breakfast. Coming up later on, a friend of mine, Matt, had a run-in with the police of quite an intimate run-in. And I'll be telling you exactly what happened there. And we've got the incredible Nick Cody joining us as well. Can't wait to dive right
0: into Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one.
2: This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we
0: go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: Ever been robbed, Matt O'Kine? Apart from Diver City being absolutely robbed of the best children's aria to the... Uh...
0: Two years in a row to <laughs> Teeny Tiny Stevies and then Bluey, the juggernaut... Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say you got robbed for, of an Aria when, when you're getting ready for the Arias. You're listening to your own competition. <laughs> like, as G-up music. Like, I was literally listening to Bluey as to G myself up for the Arias. I said, yeah. I'm going to beat them. Mm, nah, um, so, no, nah, I, I mean, we got robbed. We got robbed in um, when I was... Well, our house got burgled, I should say, mm. when I came home from school one day, about seven years old. Noticed the... Uh, the tomato juice had been splashed on the cupboard. What
1: were they and, doing with um, tomato juice?
0: Well, they they obviously taken it from the fridge and just chucked it against the door. They just ransacked the place. Oh. Mum had a hat stolen, um, but that's
1: about it. What? Why? What? Well, it's a friend had it happen recently, this is just a really destabilising experience. Like someone's been in your house. Like a dog was at home, and they're like, oh, they were in there. They checked the cameras. They were in the house for about twenty to twenty five. Oh, minutes. they saw
0: them in the cameras and stuff.
1: On the walking in and out of uh, the apartment that's... complex. Because the apartment complex as well, you've got multiple points of entry. You think, oh, I'll be a bit safer here.
0: How did they get in?
1: Don't know. Don't know. Might have been a left open situation. Might have been a kick the door in. Not privy to that. But I do know some things were taken. Like a thousand bucks. Oh, taken. God. That's annoying. Grandmother's jewelry. Kept in the bedside table. Taken. Oh, that's priceless. Exactly. So, obviously, the police come to... um to check it all out. You're, you know, obviously quite upset in these situations. It's a bit stressful and the police come in and they're like, oh, what's happened? And like, yeah, there's some, there was some money here. There was, um, I think they took her phone and she just, you know, um, amongst the, um, angst that one would feel in such a situation, there was a funny moment because to catch the thief or thieves, obviously, first thing the police do, try and dust for fingerprints. Yeah. So that's
0: not something that they just do on CSI. They actually do it. No,
1: you got to do it. Got to do it in person. And so they, uh, went to dust where the, the jewelry was taken from top drawer of the, um, the old bedside table. Okay. they would left some things in the bedside table that seemed to have been somewhat disturbed. And that was the, um, the adult products. The, there was a. Vibrator or two in the in the top drawer there. Oh, so uh, whether that was also belonged to was a hand me down from the grandmother. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god. But, okay. Um, but it it was there, and the police they had there, to dust. Had to dust for prints. I'm not sure if that would have been the, maybe the kitchen bench or like the <laughs> door handle. But I just my poor friend after having this you know, situation happened. Then they had to stand there and was apologizing to the police officers saying, look, I'm very, very sorry about this. like, no, no, we've seen everything. So <laughs> I just thought it was quite a situation yeah, to have the police, yeah, Um, dusting down the old, the vibes. The double invasion of privacy, isn't it? It is. You're violated once again. Yeah, end, that sucks. You? Yeah.
0: Um, Did they find any fingerprints? On-
1: look, I don't know uh, the fingerprints. I'm sure, you know they were in immaculate immaculate condition. So um no fingerprints found whatsoever. Oh. Um but yeah, it just made it makes me think of those times where these um these private products become public.
0: Well, you hear about it, you know, going through the security at the
1: airport. Airport security is a big one, yep.
0: Yeah, they they you know, what's this in your bag? Oh. Is this a weapon? Yeah. It's beeping. <laughs> um
1: We asked you, when have your adult toys been discovered? We did. And uh, Dave said, I had a friend house sit for us while we were away. Months later, we found her vibrator behind the bed. That doesn't seem like something you'd forget. How to get behind the bed. Yeah. Jessica, my parents found my vibrator when they were helping me pack up my stuff before moving into state. Yeah, the old parents, it's one of those things, like, it's better if people you don't know find it than the people yeah, you do.
0: Yeah, I definitely prefer that, the mm. police officers. Mm. Um, Jess said, my dog got a hold of my adult toy and chewed it up. Dear, idea. Oh dear. Although that could, you know, the teeth marks could have, you know, could, could have provided some kind of natural ribbing.
1: Remember ribbed <laughs> things? I don't feel like they're a thing anymore, are they? Bridget, my house was robbed. And a lot was stolen from us, except for the sex toys, which are usually in the bedroom. But were just left in the kitchen in a neat pile. <laughs> well, that's good on those criminals for having an ounce of self-respect
0: and, and, and you know, decency. Well. To clean up after themselves.
1: What do you mean, clean up after themselves? Well, here's the question. Would you, tr- would you trust it ever again? No, they're gone. Got be. They'd have to be, wouldn't if they? If they're taken from the bedroom, but left in the kitchen...
0: No, something's happened there. Yeah, that's a tough one. Maddie said, when we were moving house, my mother-in-law somehow ended up with the box containing our sex swing. <laughs> she was very confused which room the big harness should go in. <laughs> yeah. What is, I mean, I've just
1: got to remember, what is a sex swing again? Uh, you're on the work computers, mate. Just be careful there. Uh, we've got a call as well from Ashley. G'day, Ashley. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you going? Particularly after I heard you've got a bit of a story about an incident with a vibrator at a workplace.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's not mine.
1: Okay, sure. Okay, sure. I think anyone who finds a vibrator at the workshop place would probably say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I work at a school, and uh, my colleague told me that one of our Year Ten students rocked up to school with something that looks suspiciously fun in the bedroom, uh, he didn't know what it was and he proudly said that he'd found it in his mum's bedroom um, and we said you can't have that at school but couldn't figure out how to explain to him why if he didn't know what it was oh. and then his mum called and was like, oh, hi, Um, just wondering if my son
0: came to school with anything <laughs> this morning. I, I would like oh, it back. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Surely, okay. do you think he did know? I mean, I, Surely. I don't know Be if ten. I would have known.
1: No, I think there was. I think he had a bit of a like. He was a few years behind maturity-wise.
0: Okay. So I don't
1: think he fully understood. And some of them look kind of bright and colourful. Um, I So see. I think he kind of found a fun thing that vibrated and was like, "Hey, boys, look!" <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the who had to make the exchange with the parent was that was that you?
0: The
2: principal.
1: The principal. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that's why I got into education.
0: I dare say he did learn a lot that day, I'm sure. He <laughs> did. I was so chap. proud
2: of the mum for calling <laughs> and being like, hello.
0: <laughs> oh, good work. Well, thank you very much, Ashley.
1: No worries. Enjoy your day.
0: Couple of headlines catching my attention over the weekend, Alex Dyson. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariah Carey getting sued. you see that? What happened to Mariah? Well, if someone's suing her for stealing all I wanted for
1: Christmas is you. Oh, damn. They saw yeah. the royalties every year for that and just went, I want in on that. Or yeah, well, they genuinely had their song stolen and want justice to be served.
0: You tell me what you reckon of this. Okay. So the person um, who goes by the name of Stone, um, as in... That's...
1: Is that the, is that the Andy, rock son?
0: Andy Stone, uh, whose, whose stage name is Vince Vance, of the band Vince Vance and the Valiants, um, and the reckons Valiant. that Mariah Carey copied the song, their song, also called All I Want for Christmas Is You, which he released with his group in 1989. Right. Did it sound any in any way similar? He, he, here's, here's, the, uh, here's what the papers say. Okay. The phrase... All I Want for Christmas is You may seem like common parlance today. Mm. okay, But in 1988, it was, in context, quite distinctive. Okay, that's what the papers say. Then, moreover, the combination of the specific chord progression and the melody paired with the verbatim hook was a greater than 50% clone of Vance's original work in both lyric
1: choice and chord expressions. That's what the pa- the... the, the are we, are the, we allowed uh, to hear any of it on the pod we have to just take take the lawyer's word for it we just I think we I don't think I don't I mean mate if they're up for suing
0: <laughs> if they're taking on Mariah
1: is they're gonna you, clean
0: the floor with Vance Matt and Alex
1: and the valiance
0: all I want for Christmas is sue <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, I'm just gonna have a quick listen so I can describe and see if it's any close I can let you know if you haven't heard it if it's close or not Alright, just had a listen. The start bit sounds a bit like Wild yourself, have yourself a very Merry Christmas. <gasps> are you Make saying that, your Yuletide gay. Are you, are you saying that
0: they might have even copied someone
1: else? Yeah, but it might have been in or out of copyright. I don't know. But when you're talking Christmas, there's a lot of things that get touched upon. But when it comes to the core, like the core, all I want for Christmas is you. It's not that, but it is the hook. It's all I want for Christmas is you as, as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the phrase. But mm. it is a very
0: distinct phrase. Mm. So what are you saying? Are you saying a yay or a nay for this one, Alex Dyson?
1: Um, I, I'm not the expert. I, like a lot of things, unfortunately, in this <laughs> world of ours, but people don't need my opinion on them. But um, what I will, I do want to talk about is 2023, Mariah put it out in 94. Yeah. When this can't be the first time that they've tried... Well, apparently they tried to sue. There's no
0: more snacks. (laughs) Sorry, Sophia is with me again today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) she have an opinion on this? She's in the office, and uh, and I just gave her a pear that I found in the fruit bowl. (laughs) Apparently, she wants more. There's an inflatable giant sandwich in the office. But unfortunately she can't sink her teeth into it. Mm. Um Yeah, well apparently they tried to sue in 2022.
1: Last year. Yeah, but he no, withdrew. What about 95 or 96 or 97 or 98? That, that's what
0: you'd think. I mean, this this has been blowing up for so long. Like this apparently this as a song generates $2.5 million just for Carrie alone each year, which actually, you know, doesn't sound like that much. I mm. thought it'd be more. Um but by December 2021, had made more than $72 million, according to Forbes. Mm. It spent weeks at number one on the ARIA charts last December, 28 years after its release. So, I mean, it, it is So they're still suing
1: in November. Why don't they just say, you know, all I want is love and my partner <laughs> for Christmas. Why do I want these royalties, you know? If you're chasing the royalties, you're going against <laughs> the real, you know, ethos of the song, Matt. Don't, yeah, don't need your diamonds and your jewels <laughs> and your these sort of things. They're, they're finally admitting both of these songs. Don't have a clue what they're talking about. All I want for Christmas is the dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. The royalty money. <laughs> Please. They're people, absolute hypocrites.
0: Well, there you go. Um, look, uh, it's, it doesn't stop Mariah Carey's version from being an absolute banger still. Uh, mm. It is great. I don't know how this is going to end up, but um, yeah. Hopefully hopefully everyone gets what they want for their Christmas. <laughs>
1: Well, if you like the comedy stylings of Nick Cody, whether it's from, you know, Fox FM Breakfast in Melbourne or on his podcast Mid-Flight Brawl, but you've always thought, man, I wish I could see him live at the Corner Hotel where you are in luck because he's released a YouTube special live at the Corner Hotel and he joins us right now. Hello, Nick Cody.
2: Thank you very much. Yes, live at the Corner Hotel. I recorded it in, uh, I filmed it April 2022 and I released it a few weeks ago. And it took me fourteen months to come up with the name. That's why I was stumped. I wanted to put it out sooner, but I just couldn't think of something catchy enough for it.
0: So, wow. I mean, the Corner Hotel—that's a—that's that doesn't scream stand up to me. I mean, it's an iconic venue, but what was the sort of inspiration?
2: Man, it's a—it's an iconic Melbourne venue. Uh, I love it. I know it is more of a rock venue, but any time I've seen stand up there, I just—I love, love the feel of the place. I feel weird if, I, if I'd if i filmed it in a theatre. I don't really match theatre. What I do match is the Corner Hotel. I'm a very good fit for a pub.
0: Uh,
2: and it is one of my favourite pubs in the world. I love that place and uh, the fact that I could... I filmed it there and then it's, it's kicked off. Damien Power just released a special that was filmed there. Dave Thornton's got one. I don't know why I'm plugging theirs. They should just come <laughs> in themselves. But
1: Yeah, wrong one. You're a very nice guy coming and uh, plugging other people's comedy specials. Well, what's the bougiest venue you've ever performed in, Nick? Where have you been up on oh. stage and thought, I do not suit this a- aesthetic?
2: Oh, it's, it's got to be the Sydney Opera House or Hamer Hall. <laughs> Anytime yeah. I'm in either one of those, I just think, what am I? I'm, man, I'm from Hopper's Crossing. I used to have bleach white hair. My nickname was Crusher. Crusher. I was a real piece of of work and now I'm at Hamer Hall. (laughs) I didn't know your nickname used to be Crusher. That was my footy nickname. Why
0: was that because you crushed people or cans after the game?
2: No, no, no. This is this is Junior's footy. Uh so it was yeah, doing a doing a bit of damage. On the field I talked a lot of shit I made my own merch I was despicable
1: (laughs) That's incredible Because we had Very similar But very different Upbringings Nick Because in year 7 I got the name Crusher as well Yeah At high school But it was because That was the name Of the character I was playing In the Warrnambool College musical At the time
2: Oh wow Um, Okay Thankfully, we weren't at the same high school. It didn't have to be a Highlander situation. (laughs) Yeah, potentially. But they're like crushes in two different worlds. They're never going to meet, you know?
1: I've never believed in the multiverse until now. (laughs) Did you ever do musicals at school, Nick?
2: Uh, This may surprise you, but no, not at all. I I didn't know that they were happening. I didn't really know what a musical was. Until my wife introduced me to them when we met. And now I love musicals. Oh, good. Do you? Do
0: you really? No, em.
2: surely not. M- mate, she got me right into it. She took me to see Lame Is in New York mm. on Broadway, and I was in tears within a minute. I was what? like, "Where are-, are they really singing? And she said, Yes. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I was tearing you, up. It was you so would be beautiful. the kind of person
1: I think you'd be, like, Lame Is, more like Lame
2: Is. <laughs> And then I teared up because I said, "Where's the, where's the orchestra?" And she said, "They're in the pit." And I'm like, "They're in this room." And she said, "Yes, <laughs> playing live down right there. now." No, I lost it. Matt, loved it. Loved That's it. Incredible.
1: And you can see the new uh, theatrical performance of Les Mis live at the Corner Hotel. They're going to be performing. Yeah, Nick's version of Les Mis. French songs.
0: <laughs> I can't do musicals. And I think it was ruined. Like, I went and saw Book of Mormon and stuff. But what really ruined it for me was when I went, I can't do this anymore, is when me and Ronnie Chang went to see Spam a Lot the Musical on West End. Oh, wow. Well, that's <laughs> your fault, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, live at the Corner Hotel, what, what sort of stuff are you hitting on this one?
2: Well, it's a collection of my favourite bits from the last few tours uh, all rolled up in one. Uh, I know it says on there it's a full hour special, but when you click on it on YouTube, it's about 53 minutes, and that's because there was a nice chunk, nice seven-minute chunk in there about COVID hotels, and uh, in the 14 months between filming and releasing, I thought, people are over this. No one needs to hear any more COVID gear. So... I cut it's the COVID true. stuff out. It's uh, stuff about being a parent uh, while trying to maintain a bit of a fun life. You know, it's a it's a tough balance as you'd know.
1: Mm. And have you seen like on YouTube after you watch the incredible fifty three minutes of Nick Cody live at the Corner Hotel? Yeah. Have you seen what I- are the related videos for? Once you oh, people no. who like that, do you know what they would watch next?
2: No, I haven't.
1: We should so look into I haven't it. got to
2: the end. I find it a bit boring. I've heard it before. But um, that's the whole thing. I know mm. what's coming. I should find did, out what the related videos are. Did you have any? Because when you're filming
0: these things, you know, anytime there's a live audience, people completely lose their mind and forget what, like, that a camera is filming. Yep. And even though everyone says at the beginning, "Don't do anything stupid," inevitably someone does something stupid. How was your
2: crowd? Uh, the crowd was great. The biggest issue we had my son one of my my younger son, who was just over one at the time, he was about 13 months old. They my wife and two kids came to the first show and uh, so we recorded two in one night and Maxie at one point cried out. Um, so he, get, he gets involved. We left that in. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man, he was killing it. He oh. was sucking on a titty while I was at work. He was a legend. <laughs> he was the true champion of the whole event.
0: <laughs> Probably not the first time that's happened at the Corner Hotel either, you know, like I feel <laughs> no. like it's one of those venues.
2: I reckon it's not the first time, but it's the earliest. I don't think there's ever been a 7 p.m. titty suck at the corner. Maxie's got the record there, and I'm very proud of him.
1: look for that on the honour board next time you head along.
2: The one that wrecked it for us is, I don't know if you know, Mad Mando, Amanda Lee, who's the content director at uh, Fox FM.
1: I met her. I did not call her Mad Mando to her <laughs> That's face. That's what we call her
2: on on our show. There were audience cameras getting around, getting reaction shots, and everyone seemed to know what to do, which was continue to look at me while I was performing on stage. <laughs> Mando, every time a camera was near her, would just stare directly at it. <laughs>
1: Like a like the office reaction, like <laughs> yeah, to the documentary crew, hundred percent. Like we real awkward. Like how weird is this? Yes. <laughs> like connecting with the yeah. with the audience watching. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, well, the let's... news is in. Um, Nick Cody, your related videos are Sean Patton. Um, oh, great! Comedy special. Uh, you've got the best comedian that you've never heard of, Louis Katz. Oh, um, Louis Katz,
2: New York comic.
1: Kyle canary Very different. Luke Heggie, Tip Rat. Yep. Full hour special. Beautiful. And you've got Donald Trump unfits the documentary.
2: Beautiful. I think they've <laughs> just heard what I'm talking about and they've <laughs> me absolutely blowing out since becoming your dad. It's nice that they've put a Donald Trump unfit. I do mention there is a there is a Trump reference in there. Oh. So maybe the, maybe the algorithm's all over it. It's listening, like man. Absolutely. Well, look, thank you very much for
0: um, for recording this special, putting it in the uh in in the Annals of History, um, yes. you're one of my favourite stand-up comedians uh, this country has ever produced, and it's so exciting to uh, see you keep continuing to kick ass doing your thing. Uh, you Mate, want to say one thing, Nick, what?
2: I, I do, and that is, Alex, it was great seeing you last week, even though it was under some sad circumstances, but mm-hmm. we also caught up at Reese and Kyren's wedding. Yep. Uh, O'Kine, you might think, well, I haven't seen you in a while in person, Cody, but O'Kine, um I told you last year, at the end of last year, my wife and I, bought our first ever house and uh, every morning when I wake up, there's a photo on my wall and uh, there's my wife and I and Okine stealing cheese at my wedding in my bedroom. So every day I wake up, the first people I see, my wife, children and then Okine stealing food. Stealing food.
0: I just because I, it comes up every anniversary as well for your wedding, and I'm like, why did I have to be so ravenous in that in like the sweetest moment of your life? <laughs> it's your fault for putting on a, that. You should have seen the spread, man. You find one comedian who could keep their hands off a spread that good. Come on. It was Mate, you know we it just, love
2: the free food. I think when we first moved in, I said, Okine, okay, great news, you made the hallway. And then my wife, well, just occasionally, pictures are getting swapped in and out. Yep. It's, pictures are coming off the bench, others are getting sent there. And then I saw where Okine once was, there were three photos of my kids, and I thought, rougher Matt, he's not in the house. <laughs> oh, no, even weirder. Right next to my bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stealing cheese from your dreams now, Nick
2: Cody. Thank you very much for
1: sharing that with us. And uh, congrats on the release of Live at the Corner Hotel. We'll catch you back here on all day breakfast sometime soon.
2: Cheers, legends. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, All right. This is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Hope
0: you had a good one today. We've had a bit of fun. We're going to be back here, same time, same place tomorrow. And in the meantime, Mm. as you've heard today, we are always posting questions, etc., on our Instagram. Hit us up at
1: matt.n.alex just to make sure you're up to date with everything. Hope you've had a good one. We will catch you with another big episode of All Day Breakfast tomorrow.
0: That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex.